what you're doing is when you're flipping houses, you're trying to add value. That's what people do. They, you know, if they, they buy something under value and put a new kitchen in it or, you know, put a new roof on it. Um, and by doing that, they brought the value of the house. So certain things bring value, certain things doesn't. If you put rocks uh, in your front yard and put a, a tree in there, it's probably not going to bring much value. Um, anyway, so I've done this several times, made pretty decent money. It takes quite a bit of time to understand the business because you're doing construction. You're also working with agents, you're working with brokers. You're, uh, you know, you're you're working with most of the time other people's money. So there's a lot of things that come into play with this. But the purpose of it is obviously profit. Um, and I have gone against this concept of wanting to profit so quickly and hold on to real estate uh, for long-term wealth. And I won't get into that now, but uh, that's what that's what I'm choosing to do with my business. But anyway, I want to share with you, uh, and thanks for being on here, you guys. I really appreciate it. It's been a while since I've done a live, so bear with me. Um, but I want to show you an example of a single-family house that's true, um, that, that, that can be done and what a lot of people would do. And I would probably do it if I have not changed my, uh, my model. So let's just pretend that, and that you're flipping a house. The house that you're looking at is $100,000. And you, for some reason, because you've done your research, because you uh, know the market, you think it's worth 165 after repaired value, ARV. So 165, once you put your money in, into it, you bought it for 100 yourself for 165. Now you come into the deal, okay, you might think it needs a new kitchen, maybe two new bathrooms, and you're gonna put a, a slap of paint job on there and call it good, and hopefully sell for this 165 because you've done your research. So you're in at, what did I say, 30,000, you think uh, is gonna take care of your repairs, so 30,000 in repairs, and you think it's gonna take, um, what did I put here in my notes? You think it's going to take three months to flip this house. So three months, you're in, you close the deal, you fixed it up, it's been on the market, and now it's sold. And let's just pretend you get a, a full asking price, which does not happen most of the time. Maybe in today's market it happens more than, you know, others. But um, let's just pretend for this scenario that you got full market price, 165. Okay, you think it's going to take three months. You start construction. And, you know, you uh, pull out the, you, you redo in one of the bathrooms and all of a sudden you realize that the subfloor, which is the, the floor under the tile or under whatever floor you have is mold. Okay, great. You didn't account for that. Uh, you got two bathrooms that have mold in it. That's going to cost you another $10,000. And I'm not exaggerating, you guys. This shit happens all of the time. This has happened to me almost in every single deal. It always, always, and no matter what business you're in, it always costs more than you think, whether it's, it, you know, time or cash or whatever it is, it's always costing more than you, you think. So you got to account for high. Well, let's just pretend, let's just use this as a scenario. So you just added $10,000 to your repairs. Now, what, besides these repairs, you also got to borrow money. And I would suggest in any business you're doing, always bootstrap with your own money as much as you can, but it's always smart to, to leverage. That's the, that's the joy of America that we're in. So leverage money when you can. Let's just pretend this house, you're going to try and cover the $100,000 and repair. So you're going to borrow $130,000. And $130,000, let's just say it's at 10% interest. Um, so you're borrowing it you know, on a monthly basis. It's going to cost you 
Um, about 1085 bucks a month to borrow this money, straight interest. Um, which you might sound crazy, and it is crazy because it's a high interest loan. It's a short-term high interest loan. This is reality. Uh, this is only 10%. I have personally borrowed money at 12% and even 13, 14% to make these deals happen. And you can make it happen. You just gotta be very careful and understand the market. So 1085 is your money cost, and you think it's gonna cost, take three months. Well, three months go down the road, and the kitchen's just getting in. Uh, you run into a couple little things. You Maybe your guys are slacking. Uh, it takes another month. Okay, so now you're in four months. Four months. That's another month of interest. And then it sits on the, now you're finally done at the end of month four. Now, the average house takes about 30 days to sell. Can sell quicker than that. Maybe you're, you're you know, maybe the market's super hot. There's a lot of buyers or if you're in the price, the average house on the MLS, which is the multiple listing source in your area, takes 30 days to sell on average. So four months in, you're, under, you're done with construction. Now it sits on the market for another month. Now you're at five months. Now you're two months over what your original plan was. That's two times this amount of money. So now your total money cost for the five months, I don't know if you can see this down here, you can. Your total cost for the money is $5,425. A little over what you planned, plus your extra $10,000 uh, in repairs that you're unaware of. And I'm not even joking when this happens. It happened on my last deal, and that's why I said, you know what, I'm sick of this. So, your $35,000 potential profit from your beginning, literally, because of those small, small mistakes, just got cut in half. Now your 30,000 or your 35,000 literally just got cut down to 17,500. Because of shit that can happen to anybody. And this is a problem, people do this all the time. I've seen it myself, I've seen it from my mentors, uh, other people that I've worked with, worked with, people do this all the time. And you may look at this deal and say, hey, there's some money to be made there. If it took me three months and it actually could make $35,000, that's a little over 11,000 bucks a month. That's good money. But it never happens because shit always costs more. It's always more effort and you gotta plan for the worst. So you've gotta be safe with your money, especially when you're using other people's money. Now I wanna show you why I have chosen apartments versus doing these deals. Believe me, you can make money in single-family houses. You can make quick money. You don't even have to be involved in the deal. People can wholesale. People can, you can be an agent. You can make good cash. Now, if you want to get wealthy, I would, I, and I want to get wealthy. I don't know about you guys. I'm trying to go a little bigger in this life. And I would highly suggest if you think you're thinking big, think a little bit bigger. So I want to show you why I've chosen multifamily. And not even chosen, I will never buy a single family house again in my life, not even for myself. And I won't get into that now, but I won't even do it for myself. Okay, multifamily, we're gonna take a similar uh, deal, a realistic deal. We'll keep it on the smaller end. You might not think it's small, but we're gonna pretend we have a 50 unit deal here. Now, the reason why I chose 50 units is because it's this 
it's not too big. There's 200 and 300, 400 unit deals. And there's also 16, you know, 10, 15, 20 unit deals. This is an average deal, 50 units, probably an ideal property. To get started, if you are in transition from single family, I would focus on this 50, you know, 40 to 60 unit range. Um, but let's talk about this 50 unit deal. So 50 units, uh, rents are 500 bucks, which is low, depending on where you're at. I live in Phoenix, and I'll tell you, there's $500 rents all over the fucking place. It's crazy. From Salt Lake City, I was paying 2,300 bucks a month for an apartment in Salt Lake City. You can literally go rent a one bedroom apartment in Phoenix for five or 600 bucks. Okay, so 50 units. This, Excuse me, there's 50 units right here at 500 bucks a month. And the way apartments are valued is much different than single family houses. And the reason why is because it's an investor, it's, a, it's an investment property, it's a business. It's not, you know, it's not dad's house down the street. It's, it's, a, it's a business that happens to be a piece of real estate. And it brings in cash, it takes in rent, it's got a management team, it's a business. And when you are running a business, the business is valued by how much money it makes on an annual basis. And then you have a multiplier that, that comes, that, that gives the property or the business value. So multifamily is the same, apartments. Anything over five units is considered multifamily or commercial. Um, so once you hit that, that five unit or above range, the property is now valued in a different way. Yeah, there's still comparisons, but reality of the property, it's based on how much money it makes. So 50 units at 500 bucks a month is 300,000 a year annually. Excuse my hand, buddy. The 500, the 500 bucks a month, 50 units is 300 bucks, does $300,000 a year. Now, there's what's called, then after, this is before any expenses to the, to the building. I won't get too into this, I'm gonna to just touch on this on the surface level, but 300,000 less all your expenses. Now, we like to use a rule for this because uh, when you're looking at property, everything costs something different. Not everybody, every property is gonna cost the same as far as expenses and management and you know repairs and marketing and all the above. So we use this 50% rule. 50% of this number right here goes to expenses. And I, might, I know that might sound like a lot, but it's the truth. If you have a marketing team, if you have people working on the front desk, if you have leasing agents, if you have a new roof, if you have you know swimming pool problems, if you have you know uh, snow removal, it's 50% of this number right here. So then after this number, there's what's called the NOI. And that is the net operating income. The NOI is all the revenue that the property does, less expenses, less vacancy, whatever goes into that expense column. And it spits out this number right here. It's called the NOI net operating income. So if you take 50% of this, the NOI is 150,000. That's basically what is determining the value of this property. Now there's another term that's called a cap rate. Cap rate is basically uh, an equation used to show you as an investor, if you were to buy this property with cash, which would be stupid to do so, how much money you'd make on, how much return you'd have on uh, your, your money. 
And so basically each market, no matter where you are, uh, no matter where you are, every market's different, but uh, when, when the market's high, cap rates go down, when the market's low, cap rates go up. And it's sort of this backwards kind of tool. It's a little bit confusing. I'm not gonna get too much into it right now, but basically the going cap rate in my area is about 6%. It's a 6% cap rate. And the way you determine the value of the property is the NOI divided by the cap rate. It's just like a business. There's a few different terms. So knowing this right here, knowing that this property does 150,000 NOI, cap rates at 6% right now, this property is valued at, you know, if you can see this, I'm gonna erase it. Property is now valued at uh, 2.5 million. And that is the NOI divided by the cap rate. And you might say, shit, that's a big difference in your $100,000 property. And yes, it is a big difference but it's all relevant. Money's super relevant whether you're making 20 bucks an hour or 50 bucks an hour. It's just asking for a fucking raise or working for a different person or doing a different service. It's still your same energy. This is the same thing. It's just the amount of energy, the type of business you want to sell a higher selling product. It's still the same sales technique that you're selling. You're selling a more expensive product. And this is this. So you're not making 2.5 million off of it because you don't own the damn thing. Uh, but I want to show you a concept that's called Forced appreciation. Now you can, that's part of the, one of the few, one of many reasons why to do, to choose multifamily is because you can come into a property and you can actually force the appreciation by doing several things. One, you can up this number right here, you can up how much revenue it does. And two, you can lower this number right here because all it's doing is giving you a higher NOI, which determines the value of the property. So, I'm gonna clear my board here, my beautiful whiteboard. Let's go back to the front. This property is 2.5 million based on, oops, 2.5 million, based on $500 rent. Now, I wanna give you a scenario that can happen and will happen if you want to, if you're looking for the right deals, and if you know your shit, of course. Um, but let's pretend that we buy this property. It's an old guy, an old investor. He's been just holding on this property. It's in good shape. He just doesn't want it anymore, and he's a little uh, old school, okay? Rents are due to bump up, dude. So we, are, we already know, we've done our research. Hey, John, properties are not renting for 500 bucks anymore. We're actually at 650 now. So we know as investors, hey, there's potential here to make some fucking money. Okay, so we go into this deal. We know that the rents can be bumped up 150 bucks. So we add 150 bucks uh, to each rent at 50 units. Okay, you bumped up 150, you bumped up 150 bucks for 50 units. Now this property, just because you bumped up each unit 150 bucks a month, now does $390,000 a year. Just like that, just by opening up 150 bucks, you just added $90,000 to the revenue of this property. And the expenses are still the same. You didn't change anything, you just 
made the tenants pay a little bit more money because they're a little behind these owners were. So you still got the same expenses. We were at 150,000 because we're at half of the 300,000 that I deleted. So expenses are still the same. Now your NOI is now 240,000. And the cap rate is still the same. We're still working with a 6% cap rate. This can all happen literally within two years if you do it correctly. So within two years, you just added $90,000 worth of revenue to the property. Now, okay, that's great. 90,000 bucks, two years, that's not much fucking money. But we haven't gotten to the value yet because you're working with this uh, cap rate that determines the value. So I'm gonna erase a little bit right here so I can get some room. So your $240,000, your $90,000 you added is now a $240,000 NOI, net operating income, divided by 6%, all right, 6% NOI. Now, if you divide 240,000 by 6%, you're gonna get $4 million. That is now the value of this property. Over two years, you bumped the rents up 150 bucks, which gave you $90,000 to the bottom line Cap rates are still the same. You just made this property $1.5 million more than its previous value. And this is reality, you guys. This is, uh, anybody can do this. And this is, it's, it's not working with a few thousand dollars. There's room for mistakes here. When you got $30,000 to work with, there's not much room for mistakes. You can lose your ass pretty quickly. So. This is the reason why I've chosen to do apartments, and I still wouldn't even sell this property. I would hold it and keep bumping rents up and wait for the market to keep going up. I would let my, my debt go down. I would uh, you know, reinvest. I'd pull my money back out and buy another one. So everybody has a different strategy in whatever business they're doing. I'm personally choosing to buy multifamily units, keep them for a very long time. You know, when I'm 30 or 35 or whatever, hopefully I can own several of these. Um, but this is reality, and this is why I've chosen to go against multifamily, and I hope you understand a little bit now. So I want to share this with you guys, not to brag about money or anything, but if you are an investor or you have uh, a real estate business right now, I would highly suggest to focus on investment properties, doesn't matter if it's commercial, I've chosen multifamily apartments, why? Because everybody needs a fucking roof over their head. Um, so several reasons, but apartments, investment, cash flow, and you can bump appreciation by a ton. So I wanna share this with you guys, I hope you took a little bit away from this, if you learned anything at all, give me a like, give me a share, give me some love. I wish you guys a very, very great rest of your day. Rest your week, weekend, whatever you do. Uh, enjoy it. Be wonderful. Be a rock star and fucking share this. Wish you guys a great night. Cheers.